0: and quantum leadership development between them once again thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show
1: readings to you one and all this is mainline executive coaching act Act leaders act leaders take action and act and cultural transformation we're going to talk about something today (laughs)
0: yeah
1: About leaders. transformation, maybe. <laughs> leaders, if you will actually step up and do what it is that we advise you to do, you will absolutely transform your entire organization. It's it's just the truth. It's such it'll blow everybody up. So, Rich Barron, my partner, I'm Michael Bailey. We're delighted to be here. We are delighted that you are here with us. And what we're gonna be talking about is this notion of leaders own your inner idiot. Yeah, you heard that right. Own your inner idiot. Why, why, why would we bring that up, Rich? What, what? What's that all about? Owning your inner idiot.
0: Because we've all made at some point in our career, some point in our life, some kind of just stupid mistake that we look back on and, and say, what the heck was I thinking?
1: It's the truth. and And oftentimes do it naively. Sometimes we do it, you know, arrogantly. You might say, "Oh, I got, I got it covered there." Yeah. And uh, but the problem is, is if we keep covering up the fact that at times we can be an idiot, we end up putting more energy in covering up the fact and presenting this pose that we're perfect, that we got it all together, we're flawless. And itself, that it's it's kind of like this. Here's the thought. Here's the thought on that, Richard. Um, somebody says, um, "Well." My inner idiot. I don't think I have an inner idiot. That 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 voice inside of you that just said that—that's your inner idiot.
0: Yeah, that's that inner <laughs> idiot. That's, yeah,
1: that's begging to get out. <laughs> What's it say? I, I don't think I am an idiot. Yes. Yeah. No. No. That's the that is the voice. That's the denial yep. voice. That is.
0: You know, and I think we've all known people like this. Well, that, I know myself yeah they pride themselves on being the propeller head in the room and i'm yeah. i'm flawless
1: yes 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 yes
0: i'm infallible
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah those people are, are really annoying to be around because they they think of all of that of themselves let me share with you uh, an incident from my from years ago uh, i was a young idiot and i'd gone out and i'd gotten a job working at a, a little pizza place it was the guy was the guy was italian and he i think he was from the east coast and all that kind of stuff he looked sicilian and he makes these great pizzas and i just wanted to get you know a job where i was making a few bucks and uh i just absolute arrogance absolute idiocy you know this guy had a family business he had a few people that he worked there he needed somebody i came in and i started shortly after that making some demands that were just stupid that were just absurd they were just absurd kinds of things. And I thought I was so entitled. I thought I, I just was so much that he should just pay me what it is that I thought he should pay me, not what it was the job position really was uh, really worth. And then, you know, I said, well, then I'm, I'm leaving. And I, I remember talking to the guy about it and the expression on his face. And, I, and looking back now, I know what he was saying. I've been here before with other idiots like you. And I'm really glad that you're leaving. In fact, I'm not going to fight. I'm glad that you're leaving. I remember one night I was so stupid. I went to work stone. I was, I was, I was, and I knew I shouldn't (laughs) go. I did. See, there's that inner idiot coming out. You know, I'll be fine. I I can do this stone. And I know I screwed up some pizza orders and they came back and he's looking at the pizza orders and what's going on, you know? And it was just this, this sense of arrogance that I just, was completely unwilling to look at myself and be honest. See, there's the there's the distinction there about being honest in uh and in, in the role that you're playing. Yeah. If you can't be honest about it, if you feel like you gotta gotta hide it and cover it up and deny it, man, you're just continuing that whole inner idiot scenario. You really are. I gave you another one when I was working with a group of people and it, it was it was arrogance. One was just being an idiot. And the other one, there's more a sense of, of arrogance. I was working with a group of people, and doggone it, what we put together was incredible. It was really, really, really good. It was the best department in the whole company. Uh, I was running it. We were doing this, and we we're doing this, and all just, it was great. Feedback that we had, the, the people that we brought together, the systems, the communications, it was extraordinary. By far, by far, no doubt, it was the best department in the whole company. The problem was, the the guy who kind of put this thing together, and I'm not going to go into all the details about it. He never should have been the guy that headed it up. But he was an idiot, and he had no clue that he was an idiot. And I wasn't willing to recognize this guy as an idiot with his limitations because, you know what, my inner idiot is bigger than his. So what I created in him was not like, oh, wow, what you guys have created here is an incredible department. I created in him fear. I created in him that th- I was a threat, that this department was a threat. Yeah. He was not only over the company, but he had a, was over a particular part of the company. And that department sucked. It just oh. sucked. They were poor. Their projects went on forever and ever and ever. They never got things done. They were complete incompetent. They d- they're just terrible at it. And so I'm thinking I'm all this slick stuff going on. That guy, he got so threatened. He couldn't stand me being around. They had to come up, they had to devise a way to get rid of me. But it wasn't because I was performing, it because of some level of my idiocy and my arrogance. I did not know how to work with the guy. So that was my inner idiot coming out. Yeah, was I doing the right stuff? Wasn't I doing the right kind of ways? Yes. Were we performing? Did we have incredible numbers? Absolutely. But learning how to work with that kind of guy, I was an idiot.
0: Yeah, and that and, and in hindsight, you think how could I have done that different? Oh, yeah. And how how do I go back and try to mend fences, maybe?
1: Yeah, I think there would have been a different kind of discussion that if I would been smart using the kind of things that we know about leading and leaderships, so I would have used some different maps to get a coalition of other people in the organization to come to an agreement about how do we address this man who's obviously incompetent, Without threatening him, so that he goes off the deep end, that would have been a. It, it, the guy was the guy was a little weird. I mean, the guy was a little flaky too. He's not only flaky; he's a little weird. On top of that, that would have been a very difficult thing to to negotiate to bring together. But I do believe I could have created enough of a consensus that people would say, "You know, Bob—that was not his name, Bob. This is probably not the best position for you to be in." based upon this and this and this, why don't we figure out another way to get keep the company going? Let's figure out another way to work this out, put you in a better position that's more comfortable for you, make this company really work. Now, here's now here's the interesting thing about it. The company, after I left, lasted two years. And people remarked, well, you know, now Michael's gone, you know, how things are just kind of going downhill? You know, it's just not working out very well. I mean, there were people that were noting that kind of a thing. and. Eventually the guy did blow up the company, which is, was no surprise to me. Still, still with all that said, if I had been wiser, if I had been humbler, if I had been more, you know, on top of things, if I just knew more, that, that company might have gone in a completely different direction just because I was keen on how to make that work in a different way, better way for everyone. So I'm taking the ownership on that idiot move.
0: Yeah, and you know, I got to tell you I I had a blunder like this early in my career and I put something in an email. Uh and essentially it was venting uh to to my uh, my um uh, my boss about some uh contractors that we had they had brought in to work with the company and and I'll be honest with you, these guys were channeling their inner idiot from the get go they were carpetbaggers and Mm -hmm. it was pretty obvious that they had no clue what they were talking about. And they were making quite a bit of money. And this was several years ago, 20 plus years ago. And and so I put in, um, in an email to my boss, what I thought about them. And I remember calling them yahoos in this email. Okay. Nothing, nothing bad, just a Yahoo. And I'll be darned if my boss didn't forward that email on to him. And it created a lot of tension. A lot of tension. And it went up and down the chain. And uh, I, I basically got called in for that, you know, about what I had said. And uh, so I learned a very valuable lesson about, one, Trusting uh, that your email will be confidential between you and, and say, someone you, you felt was on your side. And uh, number two is I've never put anything like that in an email sent. Mm-hmm. Not once. Um, it, it just goes to show that, it, you know... Learning and that was kind of a blunder. That was a, you know, I was a young guy, I, you know, just kind of voice in my opinion, and I put it in an email, and pretty soon that email went everywhere. So, there yeah. you have it. Uh, that's just that's just one in many that we could talk about. Just just blunders, just just mistakes, and, and I I think the point of this, Michael, is we all make mistakes. That man, we're none of us are in. You know, the, the propeller head in the room, even though we may think so, when it comes down to it, great leaders will surround themselves with people who are better than them in multiple areas.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's how it all works. Your job is not to be the smartest person work no, in the room. No, no. Your job is to be the one who strategizes and situate the situations with the people that you've got, bringing in the best talent you can so that they can bring what they've got to make things happen. And right right down the line, all right down the chain. That's yeah. what it's all about. It's not about being it's all about me. So so when you take a look at this leaders, here's what you want to do. If you got if you really got some backbone, if you really got some guts. <laughs> yep. That's what leaders pride themselves on, right? I got backbone. I got guts, you know, I got that fortitude. All right. If you really do, sit down, write down your blunders, write down your moments of complete idiocy. <laughs> Yeah. Write down those moron moments that you had in your life, in business, in your profession. Uh, maybe even, you know, your personal stuff. Write it down. Take a look at it. And then you want to take it a step further. Go and talk to people about how they see it. People that will be honest with you, not not concerned about hurting your feelings. But they'll say, yeah, yeah, I love you. and You're an idiot over here. This is a dumb thing that you did over here. And how about that, you know? Yeah. You can't walk away, you know, you know, wetting your pants about it. And that's the point. The point is you go and you look at yourself, critical thinking, honesty, honest observations, yeah. look at it, own it, ask other people about it. What do you think? How do you t- t- see me in performing these things? Of course, you know, we can do the 360 stuff. That, that can be an incredible tool. But just to warm you up. You know, just just to warm you up, to get the real guts and the real fortitude, to do, to do a real 360 on yourself. Yes. Your team as well, just, I mean, that's, let's just do the runway thing. Just start writing that down so it's not a complete heart attack or stroke. Right. So let's go do that and then take a look at it and then own it and just say, as, as Rich was saying earlier here, what could I have done differently? And the whole point of that is, here's the whole point of it. So that from this point on, you are open enough and humble enough to see the moments of idiocy that you do, not recoil from that, but say, okay, I'm going to back away and take a look at it and be honest about it, own it, make the corrections, be willing to listen to hard things that other people have to say, right? And not fall apart
0: and not get all
1: wound up in your own ego and your whiny baby crap. That's what makes a great leader. That they can hear things honestly, not become defensive about it, not deflect them, but then go and do something about it as they see as really truly appropriate, not only for themselves, not just for themselves, but for their teams, for their people. I'm going to change this for me, but I'm also changing a few so I can become better at serving you. So if you're serious about your leadership development, guys and gals out there, that's the challenge we would give you. Go write them down. Don't just, don't yeah. see the temptation. Oh, I, well, I got them in my head. Yeah. Well, nobody can see them in your head. And as long as in your head, they'll kind of be like, you know, slippery little snakes slipping over here, slipping over there. Yeah. You know, but once you write them down, they are there. You got to look at them. You got to own them and then do something about it. Then ask some other about people, but then write down what they say. And that's because if you we're talking about backbone, we're talking about guts. Yeah. That's the thing to do. So. That's and what it is we're thinking about here. That's what we're talking an, about.
0: Yeah, there's another point to that too, Michael. It's there, it's just like, have you known somebody that uh, maybe has an addiction or is uh, a, a functioning alcoholic? They think yeah. that nobody notices. I'm the only one that knows this. Nobody else notices. The problem is, is when you make a mistake like that and you're in a, maybe a senior leadership position, everybody knows. They know where the, the fault lies. Own it. Admit your mistake. Don't blame others. Come right out and say, "Hey, uh, I made this mistake. You're right. This is on me. This is what we got to do to fix it. This is what I'm doing to fix it." Don't deny it. Here, one of the worst things to do is deny it, put it under the rug, or even worse, blame someone else for that. You know, yeah. you you know. If and, and the thing is, is if, even if you can't own up to it, that starts that erosion of trust.
1: Uh, Even if you, I'm going to change that. If you can't, even if you won't. Won't. Yeah. If you won't, it's not a can, it's a won't. Yeah. You, you won't. That
0: starts that, that little bit of erosion of trust. There's now there's a little pinhole in there and the water CPN is just going to start to rust, right? You know, over time. And then it just starts to build out from the inside and it just pretty soon that, that trust is, is beyond repair. And so it's, it's important to to own those mistakes. It really is. Do what you yeah. can to fix those
1: and learn Maybe, from it, them. It's it, 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 we're
0: all we're all we're all flawed. Everybody's that's right. Flawed. We all
1: are. Yeah. Get over that. I was reading a quote today: "The art of leadership is something like I'm 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 kind of uh, paraphrasing. The art of leadership is about imperfect people leading imperfect people." Yes. There it is.
0: We're all imperfect.
1: Okay, so would you have a shout-out? I got a couple of shout outs here. I'd like to share. Do you have a, one in mind in particular? Uh, uh no. Who do you who do you have? I got a couple here that I've seen I, I have not seen this before. One is from Queens, New York. Whoa. It means New York. This is pretty cool. So we've got one up there in the northeast. The other one comes from the northwest. And I'm going to attempt to say this, but boy, this is one of those Indian names up there in Washington. Snowguami, I think it is. Snowguami, Washington. That sounds like a great, beautiful place to come from. So Snow if I yeah. say it wrong, apology. And also Queens, New York. Yeah. Welcome. So glad that you're part of it. I've got one more.
0: Now that i thought about this, Dublin, Ireland. Okay. Dublin, Ireland is a new one. Yeah. and And that's... Thank you so much, Ireland.
1: You betcha. Absolutely. Thank you all. Great stuff. Great stuff for all of you. And so, folks, if there's anything we can do, let us know. Reach out to us. Talk to us. We are right now, according to BeatSpot, the Beat number spot. one executive yeah. coach company, or not coaching company, but the uh, executive coaching podcast uh, right now in the United States. But it the United States you know, or It's or on, on the world? web.
0: This is globally.
1: Uh, on the web. Okay. Yeah, see? On the web globally. Yeah. All right, that's very cool. Thank you. Thank you for making that happening. All right. So they want to get a hold of us. Rich, what do they do? MichaelBailey.com,
0: M-A-I-K-E-L Bailey.com and Rich Barron Executive There is no shortage of ways to get a hold of us that are on our websites. Also, we're on LinkedIn. We're on, we're yeah. both on LinkedIn. Find us on LinkedIn and connect and let's let's have a conversation. Take um, us out. Yeah, let's let's uh don't make the mistake. Of not getting a hold of us and then not owning that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, and again, take care of each other. Uh, And until next time, be safe. And uh, we appreciate
1: you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Rich. And leaders, be the synergy. be Be the catalyst that makes your company, your teams get to be the best. Lead well, leaders.
0: With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide will help to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.